Welcome to the Marlborough Monday Espresso podcast. It is the 15th of May today. Last week we saw markets slightly weaker, pretty much marking time, we think. There was a bunch of economic data that's come out or sentiment indicators indicating weaker times ahead of us. So we saw commodities falling. We had the oil price down again. That's in anticipation of weaker growth ahead. We had geopolitical news, some tensions running in China with US and European companies threatening further sanctions on companies in China that are helping Russia's military. We've got the impetus out of China weakening. Remember, we spoke about it earlier in the year about the, the rebound from COVID that we saw globally. We expected a, a strong rebound from China. That hasn't been as strong as expected and that's starting to fade now. We've also got consumer sentiment out of the US last week. That showed a negative trend. And finally, on the rates front, we had further interest rate hikes. We'll speak about those in a second. But the expectation is that the maximum headwinds from all the interest rate hikes that we've seen are yet to come. So with all of those on the negative side of the ledger, markets still really holding their own. Nathan, what's on the positive side of the ledger? Yeah, so Sheldon, you know me, glass half full as always. So I do think there's a lot to be positive about. If I just take a little step back first and I think about last year specifically, you had concerns about three things really, economic growth, inflation and interest rates so Fed policy or central bank policy. So what we're seeing is economic growth is expected to deteriorate. However, what you're seeing is that a lot of countries are now expecting their growth to be more resilient this year than they thought it was going to be. A good example would be the Bank of England. They did raise rates last week, but they also came out and said, we think growth is actually going to be okay, and we don't think we're going to have a recession this year. So that to me is quite a positive. Then on the inflation front, obviously we have lots of inflation data coming out from different regions. We did have US inflation last week. Inflation continues to fall there, it's at 4.9%. So we're actually seeing disinflation now. So inflation numbers are coming down. And interestingly, you tend to see that inflation follows a symmetrical path. So what that means is the pace that it goes up, when it's going up, it tends to fall at the same pace and over the same time period. So we're starting to see that bell curve coming through with inflation, so we do expect that to come down. And then with regard to central banks, we had the Bank of England, they were increasing interest rates last week, but we all know that central banks are closer to the end of that cycle. So in the US, as an example, they've likely completed their tightening cycle. Bank of England is pretty much there. It will depend on the inflation numbers, and we can come on to that in a second. But to me, there's a lot to be positive about or optimistic about. So we haven't spoke about company earnings for a little while. We've pretty much finished the Q1 earnings cycle now. Just about all companies have reported. Now, earnings for Q1 have come in negative. So on average, a minus 3% growth rate on earnings. That, though, is actually seen as a positive because the consensus expectation was for minus 7%. And perhaps positive in there as well is the fact that profit margins in companies are still strong. So companies have been able to resist all the, these headwinds that I mentioned from all the rate hikes that we've seen so far. So perhaps some positives there. The other positive is that we are still pricing in rate cuts. The market is still expecting rates to come down towards the end of the year. So still a strong picture on that front. 
One thing I also wanted to mention though is that although markets have been relatively steady in the last couple of weeks, that masks some of the movement that's happening under the surface. What's happened so far this year is that we've had a strong rebound from those tech stocks, the Facebooks, Amazons, Apples, Microsoft, Google. They're up on average about 30% year to date. They've driven about 98% of the S&P growth so far. Now, why isn't the S&P up further if those stocks that I mentioned are up 30%? That's because we've got weakness in some of the underlying stocks, in particular, some of the banking stocks still pretty fragile after the regional banking crisis that we've seen that we're kind of still in the middle of. So a difficult picture at the moment and perhaps still set up for further volatility ahead as the market moves between expectations of higher and lower growth. Let's look at the week ahead, Nathan. What's coming up this week to keep our minds busy? Absolutely. Let's take a look at what we've got on the scores for this week. We've got UK unemployment. So the number there is expected to come in around 3.8%. We've also got Q1 GDP figures for Europe. So we get a view on growth coming out of the Eurozone. We've got retail sales data, industrial production data and housing indicators coming out in the US. So that'll give us a good feel for what's happening in the economy there. So lots for the market to focus on for this week. And we look forward to speaking to you again next week. Thank you.